Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hi friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, a wife, a furry gardener, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of health, until I finally learned there was more to getting healthy and smaller than just eating less and moving more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple Podcast, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the overwhelm of diet culture and the frustration with the ever-changing health rules. I go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you to be healthy through simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. Are you ready to learn how to tailor your journey to you and your current health for solutions that are broken down into simple steps to make it easier to implement? Results that are undeniable, like more energy, improved mood, better sleep, and fat loss? This is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey, hey, guys. Hunger. What does that trigger in you when I say that? Do you get hangry, hungry? Do you not get hungry at all? Hunger is a sign from our bodies. It is our body telling us something. But to truly understand hunger, we need to understand that hunger is physiological and psychological. And to know the difference between the two, physiological hunger we always want to address. Psychological hunger we need to address but in a different manner. So let's dive into the different aspects of it so we can truly understand what our hunger signals are coming from and what to do about them. So we've got two main hunger hormones. That's the physiological part. We're gonna start on that first. The two main hormones are leptin and ghrelin. Now, leptin, it's kind of like the signal that your body's saying, I'm full. So we kind of call it Simply put, the I'm full hormone. It's produced by your fat cells, and then it's released into the bloodstream. So how this works is you eat, your fat cells kind of grow a little, and then as they grow, they release more leptin. The leptin then travels through the blood to your brain and tells your brain, I've had enough to eat when it's working properly. This isn't an ideal, healthy situation. So think of it as a signal that helps regulate your appetite to prevent overeating. Now, there are some cases that people become resistant to leptin. So although there's plenty of leptin throwing through their bodies or flowing everywhere, the brain isn't getting that message to stop eating. That's caused by being leptin resistant, overeating long periods of time, and not being physically healthy. So when I say we need to get everything in balance, that's what I'm talking about. So we've got the next one, which is ghrelin. Ghrelin is called the hunger hormone. It's produced in your stomach again, just like leptin is, and it signals to your brain that you're actually hungry. So when your stomach is completely empty, it releases more ghrelin, and it starts making you feel hungry and wanting It's when you start raiding the refrigerator or going to prepare your meal. Ghrelin levels will rise before your meal and then they start to decrease after eating because as the stomach gets full, it stops releasing the ghrelin. It's rare to ever truly become ghrelin resistant, but you can. So in simple terms, leptin says I'm full and ghrelin says I'm hungry. Now these two hormones need to always work together to regulate your appetite. 
They both work together as well to keep your body's energy balance in check. This is where it is truly beyond the calorie. Yes, we need energy balance, but if these two hormones aren't working right, it's hard to get that energy balance. This is part of the beyond the calorie I always talk about. So we wanna make sure that our ghrelin and leptin are always in balance and that we're actually hearing those signals. Beyond ghrelin and leptin, circadian rhythm can affect our hunger cues. When we are not sleeping in a proper state of when our body is tired, we get hungry. The availability of nutrients. I always talk about nutrients. If you are nutrient deficient, it doesn't matter how many calories you get in, you will be feeling hungry. Your blood sugar regulation. Remember that whole episode on glucose spikes. Glucose spike comes back down, then you get hungry. We don't want those huge spikes and drops because it affects our hunger. And then thirdly, our gut microbiome will affect our hunger and our appetite. In the very last episode, I went into detail about how your gut microbiome affects weight loss, and we did go into a little bit about how it affects how we absorb nutrients or process the nutrients, and that has a lot to do with our, our appetite. If we are not getting the nutrients into our body, you will again be hungry. Additional way that I did not touch on is that certain gut bacteria produce neurotransmitters such as serotonin, which play a, road, a role in mood and appetite regulation, and they also help with both leptin and ghrelin, so we wanna make sure that we have a healthy gut as well. I touched on the basics of the physiological part of hunger, so let's dive in now on the psychology of hunger. Our emotions and environment play a huge role in our hunger. Stress, boredom, emotional triggers all lead to cravings and overeating. Not being mindful when we actually sit down to eat such as paying attention to the actual hunger cues, eating without distraction, also will contribute to overeating because we're not paying attention to what we're doing. We're tuning out. Also, timing. Think of it this way. Let's say that you work in an office and you eat your lunch every day at noon. Do you start feeling hungry at about quarter to noon? What about dinner? You eat six o'clock every night and 5.45, like on the dot, you're like, oh God, I gotta hurry up and get dinner on the table, I'm hungry. That is a habitual form of hunger. You're not necessarily physically hungry, but your mind's so used to eating at a very certain time that you're starting to feel hungry at that time. Is it true hunger or not? That can only be tell is if you're truly starting to turn into the physical triggers of hunger, like the physical feelings of hunger. And, and that takes some work. That's not something you're gonna over, change overnight. But you want to realize that just because you eat dinner at 6 o'clock every night doesn't mean you're actually hungry at 6 o'clock every night. I know you want to eat with your family. That's not the issue. But paying attention to those hunger cues so you don't eat a full meal if you're really not that hungry. You have something small. Learning to listen to your body, learning to listen to those cues is huge in combating the psychological part of hunger. Managing both the physiological and psychological parts of hunger is essential to maintain a healthy relationship with food as well as improving your metabolism. So let's dive into some practical tips you can start implementing now to start learning how to decipher if it's physiological or psychological hunger or just getting the cues back 
in line with you being in touch with them. So the first one is listen to your body. Now, that's the first practical tip, but it's actually one of the hardest. You kind of have to pay really close attention to what your body's telling you. Try not to eat out of boredom. That's a big one. How many times on the weekend when you're home, let's say it's a rainy day, that you keep going in that refrigerator thinking that something new is magically going to appear, but nothing looks good. That's because you're not really hungry. You're bored. So learning how to distinguish between the two. Physical hunger will build gradually, and it's felt in the stomach. Emotional hunger is kind of sudden, you know, boredom hunger is kind of sudden, and it's driven by emotions. Like if someone stresses you out and all of a sudden you're going to run to the vending machine at work, you know that's stress hunger and not real hunger. So that's one key is learning to listen to your body. For the second tip, you want to have some sort of balanced nutrition. You want to make sure you're getting the right macronutrients in that are going to keep you full and that aren't spiking your glucose up and that you're getting in enough nutrients so that your body isn't nutrient deficient. So look at your diet. Are you eating real whole foods? Start there. Protein is incredibly satiating, so it will help keep you full a little bit longer. Start your morning with a protein-rich meal. I've said this over and over again, but that helps reduce cravings later in the day. The next step is mindful eating. You wanna savor each bite. You wanna eat slowly. You wanna enjoy your meal and be present during your meal. Eliminate distractions like the TV and your phone and just enjoy and focus on the meal you are eating and the nourishment it's giving you. And then fourth, stay hydrated. Hydration is often mistaken for hunger. Um, drink enough water through the day, get some electrolytes in, in, herbal teas. There's a lot of ways to stay hydrated. There's a whole episode on hydration. Please listen to it. You can learn a little bit more about that, but hydration or dehydration is often mistaken for hunger. Again, now, step five, manage stress. Man, managing stress does a lot, doesn't it? I mean, I think it comes up in so many of these tips in all of these episodes, but learning how to reduce your stress. Meditation, deep breathing, yoga, prayer, we've talked about it. Chronic stress will disrupt your hunger hormones and lead to emotional eating. And now, another one that comes up quite often is getting adequate sleep. We kind of touched on it, but aim for seven to nine hours of quality sleep per night. Lack of sleep disrupts, again, your hunger hormones and making you more susceptible to cravings and overeating. Be aware of your emotions and what emotional triggers you have that will lead to eating. If you find yourself eating due to stress, sadness, boredom, anger, happiness, whatever it is, if it's a coping mechanism, try to find another form of a coping mechanism like journaling, talking to a friend, engaging in a hobby, going for a walk. Find some way to switch that emotional stress into a positive coping mechanism versus eating. And lastly, seek professional guidance. If you struggle with managing your hunger and eating habits, consider working with a nutritional therapy practitioner or another form of a holistic nutritionist that can help provide you with personalized guidance and support. Support is one of the key things to help with that besides just changing what you're doing nutritionally Getting in that support, someone who knows what it's like to eat out of boredom or stress and, and help you fine tune it so that you can get truly healthy.
As always, you can head on over to my website and check out the one-on-one offerings I have to help you on this journey. But that is a big way is getting some professional help. Then you also want to support your gut microbiome so that it has a positive influence on your hunger and overall health. It will also help your mental state. So gut health is huge. Eat real foods, reduce those processed foods, and remember, you are uniquely you. Whatever you do, you need to tailor it to what works with you and your health at this moment. We are all individuals and we're all going through different things. Everyone can give you guidance, but you need to tweak it for what works best for you. Learn those hunger cues, figure out if they're psychological or physiological, and go from there. Until next time, friends. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it provided value that you can take into your own health journey. I would be incredibly grateful if you could help spread the word. Share the podcast with others that will find the information as helpful as you did. It's through your support that I continue to grow and bring you more amazing content. If you have a spare moment, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me and it also helps others discover my show. I read every review and take your suggestions to heart, so please don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Remember, you can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram or visiting the website at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out and share your thoughts, ideas, and even suggestions for future episodes. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Together, let's keep spreading the knowledge, inspiration, and great conversations. Until next time, have a blessed day.